up, yells the creature in the hold of the rust-tied rider, with matted fur and a spotted mane protruding from its ridged back. It storms across the forward stable and livestock deck and knocks over a stool, brandishing a club, and prods the gray-skinned, bald human man rattling the bars of its cage. It gnashes its black, gooey mouth until some red blood seeps out, and it gurgles and lows, rasps and snarls, and after several prods from the knoll, this zombie falls and struggles to right itself again, groaning in a pathetic heap. Above this, Crow stares at the menagerie of creatures and monsters, each contained in a cage bordered by crates, some with holes drilled in them, some with chains locked around them. Every so often, one in the corner thumps and rocks to and fro while the knoll dishes out punishment to the zombie its gaze still yearning to lock on to the new, fresh disturbance above its cell. Back at the Oland house, Bart, Trees, and Karzalek wait nervously for their comrade to scout ahead and see what they can learn aboard the ship. We see a group of rowdy, unkempt-looking dwarves begin to rouse themselves and noisily make a meal before their early morning shift begins in the town mine. Tin cups and cookware clink, and the smell of coffee and whiskey, bacon and burning firewood fill the kitchen and waft up to your room. Down on the street corner, Cars watches as the cart, pulled by two sturdy draft horses, is loaded down with heavy goods. Clearly the supplies looted from the wrecks ashore near Koyar Lighthouse. The hooded figure that delivered the cart to these pirates slips into the night. Crow, what do you do? So this knoll is actively looking for me, as far as I can tell. No, the knoll has crossed the room and is has prodded and hit the zombie. Okay. It, which is the thing, I believe, at the end of last episode, uh, the zombie looked up with its bloody maw and saw you. Um, okay, but the but the knoll has not been like looking up in my direction no, yet. No, the knoll okay. has reacted to the zombie. Got uh, it. Sort of lowing and baying at the at the cage there, and it comes over and yells at it to shut up a bunch of times and hits it with this big metal rod until it seems like oddly it it, it beats it into submission. Gotcha. Okay. Well, if the knoll had been watching me, I would have been smart and withdrawn, but since I can push my luck a little further, um, can, can I see if there's anything below the level that the knoll and the crabs and the zombie are on? Down there, mm -hmm. uh, you can just see the faint light b below these crabs where the hold's doors continue mm -hmm. um, in this lattice work that you're peering through. You can see just a single lantern illuminating that portion and the silhouettes of many barrels. Barrels, hey. Okay. Large, very large barrels. Hmm. But an open flame near the barrels. Um, closed and in, in a lantern. But okay. yes, there is a, a single lantern in sight in the <laughs> uh, twenty by twenty hatch that you're looking 
down. And, you know, the, the level right below you has several giant crabs and some crates scuttling back and forth. The level above you, you see two pairs of feet um, walk by in a patrol around the top deck. And in front of you, only, you know, 10 feet away from you is a pirate walking the gunnery deck here towards one of the cannons and sort of rests his palm on the cannon and leans there for a moment. Okay. Do I see how to descend further from where um, I am? Where I'm standing? You don't see a direct staircase leading down. Um, you see where the stairs, uh, uh, in the middle of the ship, you see um, what matches what you saw up on the top deck, where there are two staircases right, seemingly okay. from the main deck mm -hmm. going down. Um, you took the uh, forward staircase. There is the aft staircase as well. Um, and you, you see that it continues to this level, and you could make your way to it if you would like. I um, would like to. How long um, does invisibility last? One hour? One hour, yeah. I'm going to say that you are 15 minutes into it after having hung around on the docks and observed for a while, yeah. taking your time to pad your way up here, poked around a little bit. You have 45 minutes of invisibility remaining. But, you know, time flies when you're having fun, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> um, yeah. So if, these, if the two pirates on the gunnery deck are not walking towards my path, I'll try to slink by and make my way towards the rear of the ship where I think the steps are. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead and move your, your movement speed and give me a stealth check. Because now yeah. you are, it's rather than before where you were waiting for guards to pass by and taking yeah. your, your openings, now you're walking within a very close distance. Even though you're totally invisible, you're walking within five, oh, yeah. ten this, feet of some of these pirates. still makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's Stealth see. Check. Stealth time. And now here is a good opportunity before you roll this. Uh -huh. Good opportunity to go over our new variant rule that we're using for this campaign. So I'm just going to read what we're doing. We have a new system to add here. Uh, so I've seen this done in a bunch of different ways, bunch of different podcasts, playing in different groups with my friends, hearing about it, talked on Reddit. And after a lot of thinking on it, I've proposed to the group here that going forward, we use this new one. When you act valorously or take a risk that is bold, daring, and just downright heroic or cool, I, as the game master, can elect to give you uh, a hero point. Or in our game, we're going to call them a mark of heroism. We can just call them marks. Uh, when you have a mark, and you can have as many as you can earn, for now, you can spend it to re-roll a die on an attack, saving throw, ability, or skill check. I'll even allow re-rolling damage die. Uh, you can take the better of the two result, just like having advantage, it's instant advantage. Uh, so even after a natural one, you can be like, if I haven't resolved that moment yet, say, ah, I'm gonna spend a mark and not have that happen. So, uh, one last note there, you can give each other marks, even uh, as players at the table. Uh, Crow, having stealthed your way onto this ship, you are the first player character to earn a mark. 
of heroism. All righty. Well, uh, I, I will add to your character sheets uh, in time here a resource where you can track that. But for now, you all have zero except for Crow, who has one. All righty. Heroism, foolishness, whichever it is, it works. All right. <laughs> daring. Uh, so I got, old daring. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna. Uh, so I roll first and then decide if I need it. All right. You can decide you want to use it before, or you can, if you see your roll, decide, ah, yeah. I need that right now. Okay. I oh. think I'll stay with my natural 20 on my yeah. stuff. I think you should. That is probably a good time to not <laughs> use it. Good plan. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you make your way over here just on, on the pads of your feet, and you're, you're just behind now uh, where you can see there is a railing around a, uh, a a staircase going down um, right to your left. To your right is a cannon uh, facing out a, a porthole uh, in the side of the ship and a hammock as well. Um, you've made it about, you know, a quarter or less of the way across the ship in, in this, this turn that you've taken here. And ahead of you, you see um, a bunch of chains and these capstans, um, which are, you know, the big wooden turning uh, cylinders that pirates would walk around or sailors walk around and push to uh, raise anchor or away anchor. Um, and you see another pirate at the end with his teal sash, and he's just sort of idly carving a little scrimshaw and standing like a guard outside of this door. Um, go ahead and continue. A door, you say? Okay. Yeah, at the aft of the ship, there seems to be a cabin. I see. Um, I think I'll just move to where I can kind of see both sides of the ship, so towards okay. the center. Um, okay. Obviously still sneaking, sneaking along. Sneak, sneak, sneak around. So, whoop, hello. And so you round the corner towards where you think the uh, the entrance of the stairs must be, if you see that railing, um, mm -hmm. heading around the central uh, pillar that they're sort of joined to. And you immediately have to sort of double back and, and hold for a second as a pair of, um, a pair of these pirate folks just continue walking and making their rounds on this deck. One of them uh, sort of like thumps one of the cannonballs as he goes by um, and with a, a big solid palm. And uh, you see, they're just sort of all probably on inspection duty, like the other one that you just saw, um, making sure everything is ship shape and Bristol fashion. Um, and so your approach to the aft of the ship is now blocked as these two walk by, but they don't seem to notice you. Hey, that's good. Well, I think that the aft of the ship looks a little too crowded for me. So I'm going to double back towards the front and look for the way down the steps. Okay, go ahead and move again. And uh, shore leave crew, I'm sure we'll get to you in a moment here. Okay, so you are now facing the staircase down into the next level of the ship. Um, and as you reach the banister of this staircase, you catch the pirate who is carving the scrimshaw, uh, takes a big wide arcing step out of the way and sort of straightens up and opens the door. 
to the back cabin. Was I able to see anything in the doorway as he opened it? You uh, you sort of train your neck and, and hold on to the banister of the stairs, wondering what's what's inside. And though you were transfixed moments ago by the, the sight uh, below the current deck that you're on, and imagine we'd probably want to get down there, you're pretty taken aback by what you see emerge. Um, let me just drag them over here. Uh, a tall creature hunches down and places a hand on the top of the door frame, swinging its frilled head into crow's sight and the gunnery deck proper. It, it takes a couple of steps that resonate the boards deeply. Thump, thump. And uh, scales iridescent in the torchlight, the creature walks on two legs and has a swaying, powerful tail at least half as long as its body. Uh, it carries a shield that seems to be a colossal scale itself. This one is crowned with an ornate wreath of colorful bird feathers. Behind it, a squat humanoid with webbed feet and a gourd tied to a staff uh, follows, flopping with his wet footsteps. It has a brightly glowing hanging nodule on a long esca protruding from its forehead like an anglerfish that flips and flops as it pads towards uh, your direction, actually. Um, and finally, behind that, most terrifying of all, um, ushered out by uh, a pair of human pirates that close the doors behind this trio, um, is a great red toad-like creature. Um, it chafes its sides on the door jam as it moves through this human-sized door and leaves behind a slimy ichor as it continues forward. Uh, and it stretches eventually once it gets through to stand. This creature is tall, covered in warts from head to toe, and has a skin mostly dull red with specks of gray, lighter around its underside and, and darker along its back. Uh, both of its hands and, and fingers uh, and feet are strangely large and end in claws. And so, um, hang on here, folks. We're gonna get through this. It, they walk in your direction, and I imagine, Crow, you make your best effort to hide in the staircase or behind something. Oh, yes. And they they make their way in front of what now, what seemed innocuous a moment ago, a, a, a potted fern. Um, right next to you, and you the, the, you see the lizard folk with the tail turns, its back is to you. Um, and you can smell them from here, and you wonder if they can smell you. Um, and the red toad creature utters something uh, in a deep, guttural croaking. <laughs> <laughs> the red creature with this long claws on its on its hands with, with uh, only a couple of digits um, looks to the uh, the humans sort of looking around and they all look away as it reaches out and touches this fern. Um, Crow, you do your best not to move, to not even breathe as the great red toad begins to glow with this bright, hot, 
day glow pink light and the world spins for a moment and you feel sick to your stomach and the day glow pink emanates from the fern and it touches it and things swirl and then you go dark for a second and the three of them are gone interesting what do you do when the toad was speaking, uh, could I tell if it was a language that I recognized? Um, you do your best to guess if it was a language. It doesn't seem like one you've ever heard before. I mean, what language do you speak, I guess, is my due diligence uh, here. Uh, I'm guessing you don't speak the one that this might be. It wasn't goblin. It wasn't common. No, <laughs> definitely, definitely yeah. was not either of those. I can tell you that. Um, I'm, I'm going to try my best to just remember the sounds that it made. Sure. Um, in case of some kind of magic they were doing. Yeah. Um, one more. I'll give you here one more action. Then we're going to okay. go back to the Oland house crew. I'm going to s- uh, sneak to where I can see down the steps. Okay. I'll just move your token here. Hold on, I have to do something funny. I have to make you smaller than the grid. <laughs> oh, I shrank. Oh, no. Can you see now in the downstairs? Uh, yeah, just, if I move just in front of your, me. Your old one. There you go. So that's what you can see. Um, you smell um, as they fade out of existence uh, near you and you descend the stairs, probably unsure to a degree what you just saw transpire. Um, you see now the bars of the cages that are on the stable deck, the livestock deck here. And let's head back over to Karzalek on the street outside the Oland house. Right. Well, as it stands, Karzalek is doing his best not to seem uneasy out on the porch. It's obvious he's clearly run out of all the tobacco in his uh, smoking (laughs) packet. He's just pantomiming the action, probably seeming like a very lazy contributor to the Oland house. But that's hardly, that's nowhere near on his mind right now. He gazes or tries to gaze as discreetly as possible to the ship, keeping an eye out for any sign of disruption, action, chaos, or disturbance that to him would be indicative that something has gone terribly wrong. Um, as you said, Ben, it was part, uh, it's still in the morning time, or it's people are just kind of getting up, heading out. Now, you guys, I believe, started this, and um, maybe, we're, maybe we're misremembering, but I believe you started this after sundown, and you waited, and then you waited, and then they eventually, in the dark of night, signaled with a lantern. Now, everybody, jump in here if you remember differently than I do, but I'm I'm pretty dang sure. It's also, we, we do have a way to check this. I could listen back to this episode, but... Um, I think it was oh, late. Down. It wasn't early in the morning, but it, was, it wasn't like midnight quite yet. I know it was... Okay. Then maybe I misspoke in that they're heading off to a morning shift with the... Uh, <laughs> at the mines. And the night shift. One of the shifts is heading off to the <laughs> mines, and it is dark. That's the important part. It is also, dark. 
Um, I think at the end of last episode, I uh, Trees had wandered down to uh, hang out with Karslek uh, down ah. on the patio. Okay. I believe. Got yeah, it. Um, so, as well. so then the two of you are down there, and you saw, I believe, this black-robed figure depart off into the night after dropping off the cart. Yeah. Um, and um, I think... Uh, as I'm like, uh, I think I'm just walking, if we're just starting the scene here, I don't think we did yes. anything before. Um, I guess I'm walking up to cars and I'm like, um, hey, uh, you want to play some cards? Cards, cards? Cars, knowing that it could still be a while, Def agrees to a game of cards. I, uh, <laughs> we could be here for a while. Have a seat, let's but keep an eye on the ship. And did you see that seedy fellow? Right by in the cart after they picked up the goods. Yeah, that uh, seemed a bit curious to me. As I start dealing some cards, and like I don't think that we're actually like playing anything. I think we're mm. just keeping it. I mean, unless uh, 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 cards. Do you know any games, or should we just? <laughs> uh, you, do you do you know war? <laughs> war? Not personally. I was a god, not a soldier. Oh, oh, the, the game. The game yeah, war. Yes, yes, yes. I do know the game war. <laughs> ah, so you're familiar. I, I say, Pretty. trees. Let's. I say we wait. If, should the sun rise and there's no sign of crow, let's grab bot and mm. we need to take action. Something must have gone terribly wrong by then. For sure. Um, I do. Uh, if I got, it was I. If I was able to get a little closer to the, to the ship, I might be able to, uh, use a message. Uh, I might be able to message to her, but. I think the ship is a bit too far away for me to check in with her. Mm. Let's see how far away it is. Um, I believe we have measured this before. I think My it was a bit too far. 400 something feet. So I'd have to get a lot um, closer. 400, this... I mean, from the corner, very street corner that you are on, to the very closest edge of the ship um, is 380.6 feet. Yeah, so I'd probably have to get like all the way up there to send a message I will say, even to the edge of the trip. So it's yeah. too close. Yeah. Not a bad idea to try to communicate with Crow on board, but uh, might be a risky idea. And you, you gaze over that direction as you play cards with uh, a group of people sort of assembled around the Oland house. Um, and, um, oh, you know what? All this debating about the time, I have a note here that says exactly what time it was. Oh, nice. um, I just apparently was wrong about dwarves going and having breakfast. Um, <laughs> they, uh, it's, it's the evening time, just after full dark. And you recall from the Rinkobing Rag, the newspaper that's been floating around now, um, there's a ceremony tonight for uh, Miss Shirley Sutton, who was a member of the Overland House here. Um, and so people are actually beginning to show up at the, the big workhouse here and filter into the courtyard past you guys. Um, not minding at all that there's a couple of pirate porters moving boxes and barrels and chests onto this cart. Um, and they're approaching completion with their job loading up this thing. And this, this cart is on the dock to confirm. The cart is on land at where the dock abuts the land. It has gone as far as a cart can go, and this ship has gone as far as a ship can go. They are meeting 
right there. They use the ship's crane to get them off instead of walking the, the plank across. But um, yeah, it is, you know, there's only, let's see here. Uh, the cart here is 200 feet, 180 feet or something from the corner um, on a little cobblestone street that ends at where this wharf begins. Got it. Giant cart token. Oh, sweet. Let me resize that. It's giant. No. That horse is like a large horse. (laughs) It's a cute tiny horse now. I got to brainstorm some stuff in case uh, trees or Bart have any any cool things that come immediately to mind. Yeah. um, Bart. Hmm. Let's check in with Bart. What's Bart doing? Oh, and also this is a great time for a Druid Minute. We're going to figure out how to play druid someday, Che. Um, true, true, true. So, uh, a little announcement about uh, about mechanics, the really nuts and bolts stuff of Dungeons and Dragons. We've been doing druid wrong. Um, druids cannot shift, as per the rules, into flying forms until much, much later. Uh, not until 8th level, I believe. Oh, uh, right. But... Because birds have taken such a spotlight in our adventure, and I am a kind and merciful dungeon master. (laughs) I am not going to say you guys can't ever be birds again. What I am going to say, though, is the birds that you could be are not combat birds, okay? They are... We did some uh, research into, like, yes. side rules for this because it is kind of strange, to a degree, flavor-wise, that you can't turn into, like, a tiny robin or something like that. Like, it is it's purely, It's purely a rule, as far as I understand it, to stop exploitation of, yeah. like, combat yes. mechanics through being able to fly. And, and that is true, because having a low-level party with the ability to fly and then spontaneously turn into a caster is a amazing yeah. ability, which right. other classes do not get until... Around eighth level, five, six, um, seven, yeah, exactly. yeah, um, and they so have other drawbacks. But w- one more thing on this: uh, the lore reason, at least in some of the common settings of Dungeons and Dragons, the lore reason they give for why druids cannot just immediately shift into a flying form is that bending your body into the lightweight, hollow bones of a bird is a much more advanced kind of druidic magic than turning into sure. another mammal and turning right, into right. something physiologically similar to you. Right. But the the core of the rule is about uh, combat, like, you know, it yes. being too good in the actual crunchy part and, of the game. And, and problem totally solving and that kind of stuff. Like, for example, yeah. you guys got to do an aerial scout yeah. of the boat. Um, yeah, and which is good. You, it is good, but it was also something that technically you were not supposed to be able to do. True. Yeah. It, it's my bad for not looking at like the way it's set up in the PHP PDF is kind of weird sure. because it's like on a previous page and yes. then in a different box. Well, but the nature of this game flavor, also so. is that there is reference on reference on reference on reference. Not all sure. information can be contained on one page because there's just way too much. Of it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just missed. And this even in fifth edition in three point five and other RPGs, it is a whole other thing. So we're gonna we're still. Surely, yeah go forward doing our best to be faithful to the spirit and intention of the rules um and in our world in kasur uh druids can turn into a common mundane a pigeon or a, a robin or you know something like that a um, seagull a well, seagull honestly i think like i've looked at the stats of seagull for obvious reasons in this campaign 
And I think that they would honestly count as like the only stats that are furnished for us about seagulls that I could find from the official sources that actually have decent combat stats for a Unreal. creature of that size. <laughs> no, which makes sense. You guys ever had your finger bit by a seagull trying sure, to get sure. a French fry? Because I, I have. haven't. You know what? Right. I mean, it's, I'm fine. It's a weird thing. But I'm totally fine uh, going Ouch. with the that version of the house rule that people use, which yes. is that you can transform into small birds, um, but you cannot do any combat-related action while or, or you can, but you're going to be a small bird. And I, would I have argue, the stats now for small birds. Sure. And, I would argue that it probably okay. should not be allowed because mm. the main point that people make as to why it is broken is because you are able to maintain concentration on a spell while being a bird. Right, right, right. Which right. is the main so, I, I, also, so. I guess let me let me have uh, let me have a caveat here. You will be able to do combat, but you cannot cast a spell in that form. I think right. until but a higher you, level. You can't, anyway, but you can't. Yeah, but the point the point the reason why people say it's broken the way they argue it is that you oh. can cast a spell, transform into a small bird, and maintain concentration while. Oh yeah, exactly. No, no. no. I, I, again, to reiterate, any part of spell casting until you actually have the mechanics that allow for it technically in the game, you're not going to be able to do when you're shifted into a bird. It's not going to be okay, a so it would just cancel a concentration spell. That is an element of spell casting. Yes, you lose when you turn yourself into a bird, comma tiny. Um, you don't have the ability to spell cast, and you also have a minus six to strength rolls. So, like you know, right? Take yeah. it as you will. Okay, for sure. Um, Even trees thinks that's bad. It is bad. Bart is going to hearing the commotion, more or less, happening downstairs. Uh, and people like starting to arrive is going to make his way outside of the house and wander down to where cars look and trees are playing cards and just okay. sidle up and pull up a pull up a patch of grass next to them and just be like who, who's okay. winning ah, I won again <laughs> you cheated <laughs> power gaming <laughs> Um, with Bart joining the party downstairs on the porch area, Karzalek's going to mutter under his breath, Trees, Bart, crows on that ship doing good work. I believe there's some good work we can do out here. I say we wait. Should the sun rise, we'll figure out a way to find Crow. Or should that carrot start to leave the pier, we'll get our hands on it. Or at the very least, find out what's in those crates. Maybe if they leave, we can sneak up and get a better look. It is still quite dark. I'm not sure if anybody could see anything at an hour like this. Also, uh, I do have uh, a trick up my sleeve that uh, might work out. I was thinking, I have the ability to cast this spell that uh, I can create an image of something. And I was thinking I could create the image of like a box or something and we could hide inside the box <laughs> and then we could slowly creep towards it like doo -doo -doo -doo. Stop. like in divinity when you turn into a barrel and you're you're moving around like that oh yes we could do three barrels three barrels <laughs> yes like a very a very hefty reptile that hides under a crate that makes sense <laughs> Um, ah, go ahead, it's, it's an idea. That sounds borderline crazy, Trees. But then again, I was invisible for the first time tonight. 
So, or last night. So there's last night. Yeah. There are wilder things out there. It could be fun. If we're worried about it, and we were curious about the box, or maybe I could create some sort of other distraction uh, while y'all checked it out. But um, I'm pretty open to ideas. Well, if also if uh, if all those boxes are being brought onto the ship eventually, maybe we could just get inside of a box. Mm. I could fit. I know that much. Maybe you could, cars. I I imagine I could too. Do I mean, are there just curious? Are there any boxes? Are any crates? Yeah, there are, there are crates. Right now, there are two uh, porters wearing these teal, you know, uh, paraphernalia, walking back and forth, loading things onto the cart. The, the order of things that happened here was a cloaked individual came up to the, the pier, signaled with a light. They signaled back on the boat. Then the cloaked individual just walked away from the cart and left it. And then porters began coming from the boat, which they never leave this boat. And they began unloading cargo and putting it onto the cart. And you imagine that not all of it can go in one trip. There's a lot more cargo on this wharf than would be able to be uh, brought by just just one cartload. Uh, when when Crow walked by, uh, they even checked out of some of the, the crates and they seemed like they were indeed genuinely the goods stolen from the various ships that were wrecked by the Koyar Lighthouse. Okay. So it's... How long has Crow really been gone at this point? 15 minutes, minutes probably yeah. approaching 20. And we'll go back to Crow in a moment. I just wanted to give, you know, when we split the party, we yeah. are having one of those uh, side-by-side episodes. I wonder... Would... Hmm, probably not. But <laughs> do you think I would have knowledge of how long invisibility lasts? Um, yeah, I think you could have... Uh, Let's see. I think I, I, was could say, I think you could, you could argue that you could have it, but I would say we should probably determine it, determine it by a role. Yeah, would yeah cars that's fine. remember. Maybe cars, cars would remember. Check. How yeah, long car, was I well, invisible? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I I hate to get hung up on a detail like that. Personally, like, wh where are you driving at? Like, you do you know that there's a limited amount of time that Crow yeah. can maintain invisibility exactly. without yeah. knowing the exact duration? You know, yes, there's a limited amount of time that anybody can make themselves go invisible or fly or breathe fire. You know, anything magical that's intuitive. So if she do doesn't you... come back in a few hours, she's yeah. she probably <laughs> be worried. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, so Cars was on that. Cars not knowing the length of any sort of magical uh, effect for him, he's going strictly off of uh, first dawn. So when he sees yeah. the lights, like okay, it's 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 clearly been a minute if we started in the middle of the night and the sun's rising. But yeah, unfortunately, he okay. does not know. Yeah, and, and like uh, part of sneaking around, I've never snuck personally onto a pirate ship before. But part of sneaking around is being willing to also instead of just moving crouched, I'm moving crouched behind a thing, and I'm still moving and I'm jumping over barrels and whatnot. Most of it, I think, is more realistically waiting in one spot quietly for a really long-ass time, 
waiting until you see somebody move and then being like, go, 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 go. And then doing the same thing again, like maybe seven feet or 15 feet or something like that down the ways, like like Crow hiding in all the little nooks and crannies and waiting for their moment to go between them. Um, anyway, small diatribe about sneaking. Um, <laughs> cool. One last question. Um, so seeing the crates on the dock, are there any, do they happen to be, I'm trying to imagine like this town be constantly having trade coming back and forth. Are there yeah. any crates or barrels that may resemble those on the pier just lying around? Like do Simon? other piers have have goods that look in the similar sort of fashion to this, like just sitting on piers? Yeah, on any piers, unattended containers? Absolutely, you guys can go check. But I mean, I'll say that before, when you walked through the marketplace, it was the middle of the night and there was just stuff everywhere. I um, love stuff. Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, just barrels and pallets and crates and canvas bags and every, uh, you know, imaginable way of transporting goods. But you also got to think like there's got to be security in place of some sort for where people have just goods or crates even. A crate is a good. You know, someone's got to make that crate and pay for it. Okay. So I, I, go ahead and continue your, your line of inquiry about these goods. I'd like to see where you're going with this. But, you know, uh, there's okay. not just like abandoned goods laying, laying around. Right. Understood. You got you got, you got to work. You want you want the box. You got to work. Sometimes it's yeah. not the goods within, but the empty space within the vessel that's valuable. This is so very the, deep, mm. Jesse. Thank you for this. <laughs> <laughs> with that in mind, um, I'm actually going to think on some stuff. I'm happy to pass it off to whoever else has... Uh, I'm on the plate. Yeah, does Shore Leave crew feel satisfied for a moment? We can go back to the warship. I think yeah. I have one thing that I might bring up to the other two. Okay. Mm. Um, uh, well, do you think that if they're all loading up this cart, we could probably, the cart's gonna leave and we could probably see where it's going and maybe find out more that way. I mean, we also. I suppose we could have trailed the man who left it here. He's long uh, gone by now, yeah. though. Yeah. And um, on that note, as this is happening, you, you see there's like two or three spots left in the back of this cart for them to uh, lift up some cargo in. And they're, they're already putting a big canvas tarpaulin over the back of it uh, and strapping it down. They're getting ready to go. Well, I could maybe follow it while you guys waited if yes. it's about to leave. Split the party further. Yes. Do it. <laughs> yes. I'm kind of down with this. I'm kind of down with this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Bart is going to look. I am see. pretty stealthy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, Bart is going to look and see that there's like not very much time left. And just be like, I, I think trees... That that is a fine idea. If you wanted to stow away in the back, and then perhaps just don't don't let it get too far out of town. If it looks like it's going for a long ways, just find a good time and jump out. Oh, you want me to climb inside the cart instead of Boy, tail it? <laughs> I was thinking that I would it. follow like two hundred feet <laughs> behind. <laughs> if you think you can keep up, that is fine as well. Uh, I mean, you know, if you think that I'd be able to hide in the cart, I think that might be a little challenging. I suppose I could be a crate, and I could go fill up one of those spots right now. 
They could. It's up to you, of course, trees, but just don't don't go too far. I'd say. If it looks like you're going. Oh, sorry. Not go for it. Oh, it may be too late to sneak onto the pier at this point. They're they're covering the wagon already. But if as this, just be ready. As this carriage leaves, I have an idea. Trees, we're going to need you to conjure up one of your boxes. Bart, I know. I know now's not a good time for us to fight. But if that carriage comes up past this house, we're going to get into a brawl. And he's going to give a very poor, like, wink. Like, wink, wink. We're actually not going to brawl, but we're going to brawl. As we distract the car, we're going to have trees sneak in the back. All right. A good idea. Okay. Well, the, uh, I feel the tar- like I could gets- just follow it. <laughs> I don't I don't know why you all are all insisting that I get on the cart. <laughs> uh, as this debate is happening, they pull the last uh, bit of the tarpaulin over. Um, they, they pull it over and then the pirates turn and except for one who waits near a lantern at the end of the dock, kind of like how it was when you first arrived. Uh, he seems like he's minding the pile of remaining goods. The two porters hop back on the rust-tied rider, um, and the cart sits there, idle for a moment. And while you're discussing this further, what to do about it, uh, a pair of individuals from the Oland house seem like they finished up the, um, the memorial that's been going on in the courtyard on the other side of this that you did not attend. Um, and they, they're they an old man and a young boy, um, and they walk right past you, giving you no mind, and uh, the old man gets on top of the cart uh, and pulls out a little whip, and the boy hops in the back, and they just uh, start pulling the cart down the street. Ah, uh, see, I, I could take them if they found me. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just follow the, like two hundred feet behind, and if they see me, I can just like turn into a box. Alright, uh, 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 trees. Yes. In if in two hours, I believe Crow will be either stuck on the ship, dead, or in need of help. So maybe meet back here in two hours if you can. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll be heading back in an hour. All right, be careful. Good. I don't like the look of the rider who first drove that carriage in. Aye, good looking out. Okay, and it rounds the corner, passing you guys. Let me turn it. Yep. And zerp. Alright, trees, go for it. You just gonna right. tail it? Is that the the thought here? You're gonna um, so I would like to like let it go like basically I'm gonna like nonchalantly. Uh, I'll leave the cards with the with the fellas, um, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, "Ah, good game." And then I'll, uh, I better be heading out. And then I'll just like, but this is gonna be like as it's. I'm gonna basically my plan is to tail it, like as far as like if I can see it, I'm gonna see it, and then once it disappears, I keep following. You, you know, so it's yeah. like I'm very far, you, but you I'm just watching for its last going. move that you can see, and then yeah. you follow its last move that you can see. Precisely. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not so, trying to right. be, like, stealthy or suspicious or anything. I'm just kind of, like, walking through town slowly. You are uh, unsuspicious. You're trying to be innocuous and yes. hide in plain sight by 
not being appearing to follow it whatsoever. For sure. Just the okay. weird tabaxi walking alone sure. at midnight. You just ended your card game, and as you saw it go down past one, the end of Oland House, past a very businessy looking uh, couple of buildings that are uh, closed, because now it's just shortly after midnight, and then uh, almost to where you can no longer see it as it goes back up towards um, the side of town that you guys originally came from, um, which I believe is the east over there. Um, uh, and before taking the high road up to the cliffs and the cemetery, it swings uh, a right turn and heads towards an area of town that you guys have not been yet. It's uh, under the cliffs that the cemetery were, were up on, uh, but between that and the, uh, and the water, there's a little spit of shoreline. So it turns there. Okay. Um, yeah, I will just be creeping along behind it. Um, I guess it's midnight. Is there a moon? Is the light out? What am I? Is there lights in the streets? Um, what's um, my vision like? I think it's a little bit foggy, not to the point where you can't see lights and what's up ahead. Um, they they have uh, a torch lit as they they get on this thing and, and head out into the dark. But there's also street lights every so often, oil lamps in glass yeah. sconces upon poles. I think um, my idea is, uh, if I can, I'd like to like make my way up the ridge here and okay. keep an eye on them as they travel down, so that I'm not sure. tailing them anymore. I'm just like watching. So you follow them to where they take a turn, and then you mm, continue. I go up straight. Yes. Pass. You see on the left there. Towards I'll make the a graveyard. trees token here. Yeah. You you see on the left uh, as you make this turn. Well, they took a right. You make a left, and you see the cornfield that just last night you passed through. Um, and then to your right, uh, once you reach a T in the road, you see the graveyard ahead and you can see the little light only let's see how far away you are um you can see you know 300 400 feet away at the most bobbing down on the next street down you can see the little torch of the wagon and the silhouette of the horses and the street lights okay i'll cool. put you right there um so yeah i guess i watch to see uh where they're going can continue okay. to do that i think we're gonna check oh, back in with the boat perfect awesome i'm gonna make trees smaller just because of that comment jay just because of you Giant cat. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also make your party icon. It is it, now that you're mentioning it. I think the party icon's way too big too. But I wanted you guys to see yeah. where you were, you know. Um, and then we we'll, we'll put crow where crow is, so that everyone is represented here on this one big map. And I know crow, you can't see this map that we're talking about because you are in a boat. We're probably yep. like here, to be fair, aren't we? Like down here playing cards. Uh, no, no, no. You were on the corner, so, so you were really like right here. There. Okay, yeah, there. that little exactly that outbuilding right there. It was. I said it was a covered patio, like a smoking section. That's where you first ran into the dude with the beanie who told you all oh, about okay. the house and like let yeah. you in. That's like how they get people. Is they're like, come on over here, have a smoke. You down on your luck? Get on one of our fishing boats. Sure, why not? Well yeah. done. Um, okay then. Crow-kay then. 
I need to move over to the Rustide Rider. You are in the staircase, on the staircase, heading down to what you are not sure is the uh, the lowest deck. Uh, no, no, no. You're heading down to what is the second lowest deck on the ship. You saw one below uh, with uh, large barrels, uh, and you're you can see on the right a stable with iron bars um, that you know to house a few nasties. I'm going to grab a beer, and what do you do? I think the first thing I need to do is just inch forward to where I can look down you know, the hall or the opening to my left, since I, I vaguely know where things are in the room that I've seen, like the zombie right. cell and the yeah. crabs and the horses and the tiger and all that. So I just want to inch forward to where I can, you know, take a peek down. Oops. Can't seem to snap on the grid. Yeah, but, um, I know. Um, hold alt when you place your token and you can place okay. it anywhere. Okay, cool. Yeah, there, right there. So I can look towards the rear of the ship, the area that I could not see before. Okay. Um, you immediately see one other pirate with a large tricorner hat going clomp, clomp, clomp down the stairs to the next lowest level, which is right to your left. If you take a left, instead of going to the stables, there is a long hallway that leads to um, another closed-off cabin, and there is a door on the way there that you could open as like a side cabin. And there's also a staircase going down to what is presumably the hold of the ship. Okay. Um, do I hear anything besides what I've seen? Yes, you do. You hear um, some clomping uh, coming from above you as a couple of boots go over and um, roll me a perception check. Sure. I'll see what you hear. Ready? Good old 10. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Okay, you hear two pirates having a conversation um, and they're the ones walking above you. Uh, and you hear, kind of muffled, but it's clear enough because the ship is really cramped quarters. Um, you hear one say in a kind of uh, southern for this world accent, like from the uh, more geothermally active and semi-tropical area of this world. You hear this, uh, this man say, um, you think this bloke will keep taking our deliveries now that we ain't got what we had with the White, ha the whole, the White House and things, yeah? Uh, it, like, it, you, you will keep our arrangement, but took a winter back down George's K way. Uh, ne try again next year, maybe? Uh, and then you hear in response, Nah, I think it's best we stay and hope this sandballet seconds the captain on her pledge. She's right and proper bad. One less ship on the horizon to watch out for is fine by me. They can have Rinkabing all to themselves. Hell, have the whole fjord. I'll take my chances with Rosetta. Um, so that's what you hear as you uh. look up and down this hallway. 
Okay, and just to make sure that I, as a player, heard you correctly. Yes. Um, they were speaking about Rosetta as their captain. Yes, that is what you could deduce from that. Is um, right. they're hoping that this person Sanbalet seconds the captain on her pledge. Okay. Um, Sanbalet. But, uh. They also said they can have Rinkabing all to themselves. Hell, the whole fjord. I'll take my chances with Rosetta. Um, and the first pirate was, in a nutshell, worried uh, if the deal that they had, their deliveries, as he refers to them, will still be taken, uh, even though they don't have the lighthouse anymore. Gotcha. Okay. I'm glad I clarified because I thought it was Sand Bullet, like the name of a ship that goes really <laughs> yeah. fast in the sand. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sand Bullet. Maybe maybe you'll run into that someday, a Sand Bullet. Um, I like it. Okay, so where where are you headed here? You you see one of the giant crabs sort of move and clack a little bit. Clack, 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 clack. I, wa I want to not spend any time near that zombie that could sense me, so I might just try to immediately go down a level if okay I, if i'm not running into a pirate face Both first <laughs> tailing them quietly yeah okay um you can descend the stairs and i'll move you over here um and make me a stealth check as you do because you are really right. close to a couple of people right now and you, you can Sounds see them good. but you know they're you're still invisible i'm gonna say it's past 20 minutes now um, as you make your way quietly, waiting for these pirates to move, hearing a little conversation, um, and now you are here. I'm going to use my mark of foolishness here, I think. Mark I of foolishness. Like <laughs> you don't like there the roll go. of 11? Okay, like 22, 22 much is much better. Okay, okay. Um, so now you see, um, and I'll, I'll just move you actually to the end of the stairs here so you can see all the way. Um, you can see piles of cannonballs. You can see a couple of barrels. Um, and you can see a, it's like where the, I don't have the right nautical word for this, but the, the arching support beams on the hull of the ship are visible here. Like the skeleton of the ship is exposed and mm -hmm. stored in only the middle on this big platform are barrels sloshing beneath that in the hold is the bilge water so okay. in in this space here zach there is bilge water sloshing around um right I at the I... edge of where you're standing basically so i think i've reached the bottom of the ship you have reached the bottom of the ship you've gone down this is the third deck that you've gone down into and as you reach here and you see to your left this empty hallway um, with some barrels and to the right, uh, a pirate walking away. Um, you hear a couple of snarls and two more gnolls come pulling themselves from the bilge filled rafters down here, for lack of a better word. I know it's not a rafter. But these big wooden, you know, skeletal parts of the hull of the ship, they pull themselves out and they sniff the air at you. I'm going to roll a perception check for them with scent. 
You're gonna I'm gonna roll here. it in front of you. Okay. They can tell that you are there. You can feel it. They don't know what's there, but they can smell something that they can't see. What do you do? I've made it through this whole damn ship and I have not heard any signs of other people like captives. I haven't heard the musical squealing of a prized pig. <laughs> I think they are not on this ship. So I'm going to try to get out of the ship. So okay. just go back the way I came. Okay. So you start walking up the stairs and you hear something. And it's not just the thump of the footsteps of the gnolls that are sniffing now as you reach the top of the stairs at the next deck. It's not just the steps of the gnolls that are probably in hot pursuit following your scent. But it's a large scraping sound that feels like it's coming from uh, port, I believe. I'm not a boat guy. Port's left, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> coming from the port side of the ship, which is shoreward, you um, you hear the scraping of the gangplank, and the ship rocks one time as it becomes unmoored. And Bart and Karzalek, you see they have left one person on the dock and are moving out. At least you can tell a short distance away from the dock. It's only a few feet as you see it moving. And you see the, the mast rock back and forth one time as they start to list in a, in a different direction than they've been sitting there for hours and hours. What do you guys do? Oh, well, that's not good. You suppose Crow's still on the ship? Oh, we don't have time for this. Uh, thinking cap, thinking cap, thinking cap. <laughs> it's still dark, yeah? It is still dark. It is um, around midnight, I believe, now. Uh, am I Am I just thinking it's midnight for some reason? It's not. It was after dark when you guys started. I, they waited for full dark. Yeah. And then you guys began this. Now it's been 20-something minutes. So, um, not quite midnight. I'll have to make sure when I listen Wait. back to this that I get the time straight. <laughs> I thought right? you said it was it's, yeah. the clock struck midnight, then the two yes. guys came over yes, yes, yes. and moved the cart. So it's been like 20 minutes since then. So since then I, I have fucked up time is what this is. Time. That's all good, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. complicated here. So, so let's just rewind and walk through it. I can, I can make sure that when we do the edit here, we have at least a chronological thing that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I believe, again, what happened was it became dark. That's why they did the lantern signal, right? Then yep. they, uh, at, at full dark, they did that. Yeah. Then the people began loading the cargo and Crow slipped aboard the ship pretty much at the same time. True. Um, 
Then it's been about, I think, 20 something minutes. So full dark. Mm. That's where we've been running into problems because right. I've not had an anchor time to associate that with here. Mm. <laughs> so sure. full go. dark, let's call that 10 o'clock p.m. That sounds perfect. And right. then so now we're at 10.20 p.m. Okie dokie. So the clock <laughs> struck 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Yes. Cool. Got 10 o'clock. Excellent. So it's so, like 10, 20, 10, It's like right 10, now. 20, approaching 10, 30, you know. Um, let's call it 10, 20 right now. Time is, is very important that we count it in, in granular bits right now, I think. So, um... Do you think that I see the, the ship more enough? I probably don't notice. Yeah. I have I don't have great perception. I don't think that you busy. have eyes on it at the moment. You're busy yeah. tracking the, the carriage. Sure. Yeah. No, why would the ship leave? Yeah. <laughs> Everything... <laughs> Yeah. Very true. Everything is fine. <laughs> so a couple of moments pass, and it's clear that this thing is, you know, shoved off in a direction. Um, and you hear uh, Crow one thing get yelled. Oars! Oars! Well... Do I remember where the oars, the rowers, would be on the ship? Um, you would have to guess they'd have to be, like, up on one of the top decks or down on one of the bottom decks because the middle decks don't have the space for it. Um, no. the, the middle two decks had the stable block and those two rooms that you did not explore, three rooms um, on the uh, lower deck, same, same block as the stable here. Um, and then the can uh, cannons and gunnery deck with the ferns and the creatures that you saw disappear through the fern. Um, that is above you, no space for oars there. So one would guess the top or the bottom, you know, far away with a long oar or right up close and personal in the hold. Gotcha. Uh, this is why you always split the party. This I mean, is okay, why you so, always look the party. Yeah. So uh, Bart is going to like reach out and place a hand on <laughs> Kars' shoulder and be like, Kardinik, I, I think, though this does not feel good, I think that we just need to stay put. I think that if we rush the ship or do anything rash right now, neither of us are particularly sneaky compared to our companions. And I feel like we're just going to end up pirate pincushions. Unless you, have, yes, sir, unless you have some brilliant idea, I, I cannot think of anything. Karzalek subconsciously gripping the hilt of his longsword, his teeth gritting together, his direct dwarven guardsman militiaman line of thinking stressed to its limit can think of no other than just directly addressing yeah. the problem at hand. But you have is, to recognize that Kars, he's not from this town this isn't his jurisdiction you guys are whether or not the next town over thinks that you should go and find out stuff here Rinkobring is uh is in a different nation functionally it's it's in, in the kingdom of keel um right recognizing that his badge his badge of off his badge of a uh, service is only valid in schloss fletcher realizing you can't just walk up to a dock and start Throwing questions, much less orders. Mm -hmm. Through gritted teeth, he just 
just emits a dwarven growl and, and just stares at the ship with just futile anger in his eyes, but mutters in response, you're, you're right, Bart, but what of Crow? The, the ship, it's leaving. We have to do something. Let's maybe make our way closer to the, the shore, but uh, stay out of sight. Stay behind some of these houses. Just don't lose uh, uh, sight of the ship. Uh, very well, but there's one, there is one pirate still on the dock, correct? There's one pirate at the very end of the dock hanging out with a lit lantern at the end of the dock and he seems like he is smoking a cigarette sitting on a barrel waiting like right. totally casually sitting like you know they've left him to mind uh what looks like probably another two cartloads worth of cargo okay all right but i say we get closer but at the very least if that ship is off and on its own we're getting a hold of that Grab Scallion at the end of the pier, and we're gonna find some answers. We're not leaving Crow with no answers out of here. Kai, makes sense. Let's jump back to trees. Trees. Ah, yes. You follow the cart as it wends its way along the shore. It passes the ship that came in uh, last episode. Uh, right as you saw the uh, some of the folks wearing bandanas from the tavern y'all visited leave on a ship and another ship came in and docked, the cart goes past that dock and looks like it's going to essentially the outskirts of town um, at the end of the eastern side of Rinkobing. Um and so I assume you, you shadow it pretty much along this ridge yeah, line here? Probably gonna yeah, probably going to creep on up. Go ahead and move yourself to wherever you would like to be. Okay. Uh, you pass by the winding path that goes up to the graveyard where Joby is buried. I look at it. It's <laughs> uh, grimace and keep moving forward. Oh, on your left, you pass two buildings that you guys didn't really get to check out last time you passed through here. Both of them appear totally closed down, like, because it is nighttime, but they appear to be, like, temples, which makes sense. They're up by the graveyard. They're kind of on the outside of town. Um, the one in particular that you pass by right now just looks very, very old, um, and you see a, um, a, a statue on top of it um and the statue is just of like a a woman um bound to the prow of a ship um as you pass by that temple to keep eyes on this thing you see that it comes to past where the lanterns of the city Stop. There's about three structures at the very eastern edge of town. And they look totally boarded up. Even from here, you can tell the faint torchlight on the front of the middle building. Um, it, it's like plywood has been, you know, placed across this and simple boards covering up windows with no glass in it. That, you know, that kind of factory look where there's also a really nice big glass windows and a bunch of panes but random ones have been punched out and random ones are different colors right 
It's that. Right there. And the old man hops off the cart. And he holds out his hand to the uh, boy who comes down. uh, And they walk to uh, the side and disappear around the backside of the building. And I think we see trees. You're very far away. You're only you're a couple of hundred feet away, but you're up on this ridge line with a perfect line of sight down on it. I think we see you off the road, just a hair peering through the brush um, in total darkness, looking down on this cart going to the edge of town. Ah, really fighting the urge to go down and check out those boxes right now. Hey, you want you want to get a uh, a marker heroism? Go do it. Thinking about it, yeah. I got these cat's claws. I can climb down this cliff. I you think would I'm... be able to go down that cliff with probably no climb check. It's uh, They're not super steep cliffs. You're Actually, you can see to your left that it begins to get really steep if you continue up this mm-hmm. path where the cobblestones... You're almost at the end of where the cobblestone road is. Um, and it turns to like a dirt and mud path up ahead and rises up higher and higher. Okay. Hmm. Just thinking about this for a second. So I'm gonna be like uh, climbing down this uh, this cliffside. I'm gonna like, yeah. emerge from the brush and just like climbing down, like thinking to myself, like, okay, uh, I've got like my rapier and my longbow on me, and I don't want to be suspicious if I am caught. So I'm like thinking, like, ah, oh, what am I gonna do? Should I like leave my yeah. stuff here, like in the things, or should I just go sneak? Uh. Um, and then I'll just like keep without making the decision to leave it. I'm just going to keep my stuff on me okay. and sneak up towards, uh, and first that, I'm going to wait debate, and see if they reappear know? first. Sure. Sure. That, that is the, the debate often as a player though, which is like, do I try to approach this diplomatically? And if I do, what does it say about me if I'm strapped with weapons? Yeah. Um, you know, exactly. you, you meet in a dark graveyard in the middle of the night and people look spooky you might make some assumptions about somebody yeah um okay so what's what the uh the landscape like here is it like bushes and rocks yeah like, would i be able to hide down stash a, some stuff really quick maybe yeah definitely enough room to stash some stuff this is like you know they don't graze this with any animals it's like uh uh, sort of like sand dune and silty ground with like sparse vegetation, but every once in a while, you know, the, the ground sort of like dips and um, there's like a, a little hollow or some dead plants or uh, some old driftwood logs. This area looks like it's, uh, you know, the cliffs above have been eroding here for centuries and making this big sort of like spill of land, which occupies most of the eastern side of town. Cool. Um, okay, so I would like to stash all suspicious equipment I have. So, like, okay. a short bow, dagger, my um, my backpack, I guess, if I was carrying it. Although I think I would have left that in the hotel okay. for the at Oland House. Oland House, um, okay. Leave my rapier and everything, just tuck it in, and then Are I would like... you keep any weapons? Um, no. I no? don't have any okay. weapons except for my class. <laughs> Um, you are the weapon. Yes. <clears throat> but hopefully I won't have to use them. I'm thinking to myself as I'm <laughs> yeah, like flexing my claws after I'm like, it's been a minute since I haven't had weapons on me. Sure. And like, 
especially like after like what happened last night, I think. Like, yeah. it's like, I'm like looking at my hands and like, yeah, okay, this, this, this isn't happening. Okay, um, so I'm gonna like yeah. look for a uh, less torchlit area. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have my loot though. Okay, um, cool. So yeah, the you can see it's like to your right, uh, which is the west now. Um, back towards where the road is, back towards the ship you can see looming in the distance, um, which is the one that the uh, you haven't seen who's, who's come off yet, except for a rowdy group once, once they docked. Um, y- you, you're pretty clear by scouting that there's no torchlight, like from here to here. This big stretch of four total buildings look like, for all intents and purposes, shuttered or abandoned. Um, let's see. Uh, I. Th- and it's pitch black. There's, I mean, you can see yeah. reasonably well. I think in, in a little bit of moonlight through the fog, just the silhouettes of the buildings and the road. But after the old man and the boy left with the torch and went around the back side of the building, it's you can't really make out a lot of details over there. You're still a um, hundred and something feet away from the road. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Uh, trees, like, looking at uh, their claws, is going to like. Uh, like oh. Oh. I've got it. Uh, and uh, they cast silent image, and mm. uh, all of a sudden I. Uh, I look like a, a very scary bear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I would like to just like, as a bear, just like run up to the cart and start like ravaging it like a bear would and like let like because so i can move the silent. I'll, I'll put it in the chat yeah so i can move the silent image right um, i can make I'm sounds and like occupy its space is what i'm trying to do you can occupy its space and it shows so it's like a huge bear it's huge like a projection bear. huge okay so you turn yourself into a illusory bear yeah, and, and I'm going to be crawling huge, on all like, fours, is it, too. What's the maximum size of this bear? Uh, actually, um, um, like, I guess, man, it image. shouldn't be that much bigger than me. It should just be the size of me. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, not, which is still, like, a... Than, yeah. You could, you could probably walk on all fours. I mean, I was going to say, um, I, I have not read all of this, but we can, for posterity here, let's just read this out loud. We're going to get crunchy sometimes. So, right. okay. You create the image of an object a creature or some other visible phenomenon that is no larger than a 15-foot cube. That's big. I see why you think big. 15-foot cube. The image appears at a spot within range and lasts for the duration. The image is purely visual. It isn't accompanied by sound, smell, or other sensory effects. You can use your action to cause the image to move to any spot within range. So that's not your movement, that's your action. Yeah, exactly. As the image changes location, you can alter its appearance so that its movements appear natural for the image. So you could do. I'm, I'm still with you on this. For so I'm example, like moving my hands yeah. with its hands very it's, slowly. I using think my it would action. be like almost like a concealment or something or, or cover. Like you yeah. are, you are also visible as far as I understand. Um, uh, pretty I mean, much. I'm gonna try to. That's why I was like thinking I'm gonna be on all fours and sure. trying to just mirror the foot movements of my feet. And I'd like to yeah. actually sneak up and yeah, do and here's, everything here's silently. The, first. Here's the kicker, and I think, and this will this will help us uh, understand really how to use the spell. Physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion because things can pass through it. Um, 
So if you uh, if you are physically interacting with it, like I think being inside it counts as physically interacting with it, um, pretty much as much as you could be interacting with something. Uh, you make it appear like translucent. So I'm gonna say that it is a. Uh, I'll give you advantage to a uh, performance or deception check here because this is probably performance based. I'm imagining, right? You're you're doing this with a magical aspect of your bard class. Um. Yeah, I guess so. Or I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm performing. You, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So your sure. spell casting is your music. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you play something on your lute. I was kind of thinking I start to like chant to myself as I'm like okay. looking at my paws. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I set the lute down with the rest of my clothes. As, uh, okay. My clothes. <laughs> I guess that no, would, you're you're packed. You do you're that packed. too, but um, but yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll leave it with the pack, and um, <laughs> I will start humming, not humming to myself. I'm gonna be like, I am a bear. I am a bear. I am a bear. I am a bear. <laughs> And my like, claws okay. grow out, and then I go on all fours and like roar a little bit to myself. Okay. Get in the, start performing. Like, okay. Bite some shrubs. And you may, if you run into something, you know, have a dice roll determine how well this illusion performs. Um, awesome. But this, to me, seems like you can concentrate and maintain it up to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make it sound like a bear, but you, for all intents and purposes right now, I think, at the casual glance, look like a bear. Heck yes. So this bear is going to sneak up to uh, this cart and just start rummaging through it. Okay. Like, Actually, no, I'm not going to be making noises. Yeah, right, I'm going to be right. quiet, and then if noises. I'm caught, then, okay. I will, then I will channel bear. Okay. So if you want me to roll a stealth check uh, to be um, silent while I'm going through this. I think there's nobody around. You don't need to roll me a stealth check. You're rocking up as a bear. Um, I, I, you don't know if anybody is watching, but nobody mm-hmm. seems to come and get you when you start rifling through this cart. Seems like, I mean, you, you can deduce as even uh, a character, like, you know, if everything's going according to plan, um, why have security here? They're moving goods through town. Um, nobody knows what these goods are necessarily. You do, but you know, look, someone's moving something through town in the middle of the night. No big deal. This, this happens all the time here. Um, are you trying to open a crate? Any uh, Anything in particular you want to find? A crate, a chest, a barrel? Gosh, um, is there is there a horse attached to this cart? There are two horses on the front, two draft horses. I'm really tempted right now to just steal this cart. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna roll for it because I I can't make the decision myself. I mean, you've gotten this far and not been spotted by these people. Um, yeah. That's why I'm thinking like they can't see me. What if this bear just steals this cart? <laughs> I could take it out of town and I could hide it and then I could tell everyone what I found. But then what do we do? Oh God. Um, the choices. So I can't open these crates super easy. There are chests. Some of them look like they have simple fasteners on them. Um, I guess whatever looks like 
it has the most interesting cool stuff or the easiest thing to open. I'll just start there. We'll go with the, the easiest to open. Yeah, um, start right a couple of a couple of boxes back, you uh, you have to lift one up um, and it rattles with some metallic jingle when you when you lift it up the small box and you set it down. It's sealed with nails and staples. Um, the, the chest underneath it, though, it's like a trunk, like a traveler's trunk. And you sort of <clears throat> pull it towards you and look around for a second when you make a little bit of noise, but nothing happens. Um, and then you click open the trunk. On the inside is more money than you've probably ever seen in a box, at least maybe in your entire life. I don't know how much money Trees has been around. Um, but Not it's tons. Okay. This is a chest filled with uh, silver bars. Gulp. Um, and you flash back for a moment to the copper chests that you saw filled with ingots uh, on the shores of the lighthouse. And you think back to the council asking you, did you find the money that was coming on those boats? And you sort of like, I think we see the, our, our camera zooms out a little bit and you have this one chest and you take like one of the silver ingots that you estimate is worth many, many silver coins. And mm -hmm. you see that there's dozens and dozens inside this one chest. And you look at all of the other chests and you think about what's on the wharf and the six wrecked ships. And your mind starts to sort of reel with the math involved in calculating the amount of money. And we see a flash of wrecked wine casks staining the sand red and silk just left there and, you know, fine cheese that the seagull that you are, were talking to, or whatever, the bird, uh, Petey, not, no, Petey. no, no, sorry. Petey. The fine Petey cheese the bird. that Petey was eating out of a shipment of cheese that was just left there. And you're like, oh my God, they only took the money. And it's all like a third of it is right here. Uh. <laughs> and you hear like footsteps. Cart. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna steal this cart. Okay. So you ready? Are you gonna get in the seat? Yep, this bear is gonna climb up into the into the seat. <laughs> okay. And and there's people. Uh, you hear footsteps, like coming from the direction that you saw the old man and the boy. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna like run around the outside, like the inland side of the cart, and then oh no! But then it might scare the horses. I don't know that. Um, <laughs> uh, so trees is going to uh, shit um, is going to run around the inland side and then run up onto like where the seat is, I guess. Yeah. And then just like try to roar and scare uh, uh, the people that are coming. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say, I don't think you running by as a magical thing necessarily would scare the horses, but definitely as you get up there and you uh, roar loudly in a cat voice, because you, you can't turn your, yep. your voice supernaturally loud. You just sort of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make a, 
a frightening cat noise and clamber up on top of this cart, and the horses start to bolt. I grab the harness, the harness to the to the horses before okay. I do that. I, okay. I stick my like arm in between. Okay, you uh, you start moving, and so does the cart, and you move heading the direction that they were facing. Yep. Farther to the east, towards the next building. There yep, is wanna... a small turnaround area up ahead, but otherwise you're looking at sand dunes and then the beach. Yep, uh, this bear's gonna try to animal handling these horses. Okay. <laughs> Give me an animal handling check. This oh is boy. a weird one, but let's, let's see what oh happens. Boy. Oh, no. I rolled a natural three. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, natural three minus one. Okay. Two. Um, I don't <sighd> think I need to Do tell I get you a mark what the of DC was. Um, I think you might when this is resolved. <sighs> Fun. Uh, All right. Fun. So you steal the cart and you make them bolt. And behind you now, you hear, hey! as uh, a pair of silhouettes that are fading into the distance a little bit now, as you round the corner of the last bit of road uh, heading east out of town, shout after you. Um, make me, let's see here, <laughs> vehicle proficiency. Do you have that by any chance? I, I do not have that. But I do have Jack of all trades, which allows me half my proficiency bonus to skill checks I'm not trained in. Okay. So I get to add okay. one to it, whatever it is. This is getting to a point where, mm -hmm. um, make me a perception check. Fun. That's uh, eight uh, minus one. No. Okay. Just an eight. An eight. Okay. You are not an expert in horses, nope. but the rate that these horses are going is not good seeming. Um, oh, no. They are going very fast and are very scared and will probably act more on self-preservation at this moment than listening to your commands because you were un unable to establish an authority or a sympathetic relationship with them. Makes um, sense to me. You perceive that do. you have a moment or two to react, and I'm not going to tell you what way you think would be good to react, but... Um, Fabulous. Yeah. Um, I think I know what I'd like to do, if possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lay it on me. I am a bear. I have feline agility. I'm going to use my feline agility to double my movement, because I've been sitting on this chair for Here. a bit, right? Yep. Um, so I would like to, as a bear use my movement to get out ahead of the horses to try to keep them from running off the cliff it seems like they're going to be running into maybe so i'm going to try to get them to turn around to just so they're they're headed I, towards the sand dunes okay. um like there's no more so road here they're, they're not well they're just out they, of control they're just out of control and they're bolting and you don't know what's going to happen to the cart when you get to the end yeah. of this cobblestone road yeah. um and you've you've a moment we can just rewind here real quick you have a moment to make like one move before they're either gonna turn right here and follow your instructions. If you try it one more time, they're gonna 
plow into the sand and horses galloping on sand with a cart behind it is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, or you could you could try to bail. You could try to hunker down and try to reduce the damage dealt by what, what might be following. You have a lot yeah. of options, but I, yeah. I don't want to tell okay. you what to do. But there's For many sure. things you could do. This. I appreciate you elucidating my options. Um, I'm thinking if I thought that since my animal handling was so bad, I couldn't do another one. But if I can try to get them to turn one more yeah. time, this is like your last whatever. chance. Yeah. You're you, you you've gotten that like. The first animal handling locked you into this course. Okay. Now maybe you can do one to mitigate the damage or, you know, something. Oh gosh, guys. I gotta roll better someday. I rolled uh -oh. five minus okay. one is four. Oof. Well, what we see here is trees frantically trying to calm these horses and trying to use all of the years of having these nice interactions with animals and being able to speak with them even. Um, it's, oh, it's, these horses that. are just too afraid and too uh, overburdened with this cart and they reach yeah. the sand and one of the wheels goes ka-chunk off the cobblestone into the sand and one of the horses goes down immediately. Mm. Make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh my gosh, I rolled a natural one. I got a point. You're rolling dice. very poorly right now. <laughs> very <laughs> poorly. No. Not going okay. well for me. Um, <laughs> and we never saw trees again. Um, <laughs> right off into the sunset. Yeah. In, uh, across the rainbow bridge with this oh horse God. that you're going to murder. Let me find a different guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, seriously. Um, you take, sorry, just real quick. You do also take eight bludgeoning damage as you okay. crash off the side of this thing. Um, and the horse sort of snaps part of the wooden yoke that's like connecting the two of them together. And um, it, it's now like they're pulling in different directions as the one that fell just a little bit right it's, writes itself and starts like pulling in the other direction. And it groans and snaps and all of the cargo just spills out the side of this uh, undone cart. Oh boy makes a horrible noise. There is neighing and horse foot, uh, horse galloping, horse foot? Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's chaos for a moment there. And the one that remains connected to the cart pulls the wreckage of it uh, just towards the beach. The other one seeming like uh, wrenches itself free and just gallops off into the sand dunes. Awesome. Um, I'm going to roll a concentration check to see if I remained a bear. Okay, you should do that. Yeah. I'm going to roll good on this one, though. I rolled 12 plus things. You're going to roll good enough. on this one. Yes, I'm still a so bear. You're still, bear you still appear <laughs> to anybody, mostly so far just to the horses, as yeah. a bear. Um, Great. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, if I have anything to do, uh, I would like to steal a gold bar and hide in the bushes. That's a lovely last move. I think that happens. I think we see trees get up and like, what, you have like some cracked ribs or something here? Um, so the bear is definitely limping 
like yeah. on like three legs. And you just sort of like look, even if we see through our, our camera zooms in through the illusion and we see you sort of animalistically limping along back yep, to a bush blood. in the sand dunes to lick your wounds again. And find my With, equipment eventually. Right, find yeah. your equipment eventually, which you're now several hundred feet from. Yeah. And you... That, that could have gone better. Do you have one gold bar? Or silver bar? Or is it gold? Um, uh, you, I think you can say uh, you said gold, and I, I was going to say there is there it, there are gold bars in Take this. Bar. One of the crates had a couple of like pallets of gold bars stacked inside it, and as the cart turned over, it smashed it and it just went gold out there. Holy crap! Uh, I limp my way through the bushes and uh, yeah, try to. Um, and you heard stuff. hey moments before, and you hear just shouting. In the distance. At least I didn't kill anybody. Um, back on the ship. Maybe a horse. Back on the ship. Crow. You are in the stable block. Livestock deck at the staircase. What's going through your mind right now? Um, wondering how close behind me those two pursuing knolls are. You don't hear running, but you do hear the rhythmic thump of several big padded paws hitting the deck boards uh, and sniffing loudly. I I know the ship is listing. I don't know if it's like failing. No, actually, no, I, I heard them yell to the oars, so I know we're we're rowing away. Yeah. Um, you're. I'm, yeah, and, and you know, you're rowing away, and you can feel now the rhythmic plunging of a couple of oars, at least, sort of turning the boat. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like you've been sailing for a few minutes. This is just beginning. Yeah. I'm going to uh, hustle up to the next level of the ship. Okay. Go up, 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 and you are here. Back on the cannon deck. Mm-hmm. And you see the group of pirates that were doing inspections have uh, finished doing so and are hold fast to uh, a couple of poles in the middle of the room as sort of acts as, you know, uh, beams connecting the two decks together. And they're swaying with the ship as it goes. Uh, so they're just holding on, waiting for whatever next phase here. And you feel the sort of G-force as the ship lilts in one big direction uh, for a moment. Okay, um, I want to keep moving and I'm going to go past that that magical fern that okay. I believe is nearby. Okay, yeah, it's right around the corner on the gunnery deck. So, oops. And also uh, kind of moving away from the pirates that I see. Yeah. Right, and keep selecting the magical fern instead of selecting you. That's lovely. <laughs> How big is the magical fern? Um, 
So the fern is is just a pot uh, about two or three feet in diameter, mm. and it has a totally mundane-looking fern in it. Um, there are even a couple of other spots around here that um, have little, like, hanging plants uh, inside this deck in particular, um, and you smell in some of the crates near you very pungent like spices and stuff so this must be some of the cargo that they have on board that they're not offloading um the the fern though as you arrive next to it it's sort of propped up on a crate there's this big vessel and uh are you checking it out uh yeah i mean uh, uh, what did i see before did the plant itself glow Yes, it was like okay. the tip of that toad creature's claws mm-hmm. started emanating light, and then the fern started emanating light, and then it whisked together, connected, went up into their form, and transported all three of those uh, reptilian, amphibious, and uh, fish creatures out of your sight. Okay, um, I'm not really going to stop to take any time, okay. but I do want to just grab some of the fern, like snap off a branch or grab some leaves or okay. whatever. You, so you'll reach whatever down you to like grab one of the stalks of the fern and um, you find something else. Your finger kind of goes over something and it, it's a note. Uh, I will yoink that. Um, and it has one word written on it, and it's just a folded piece of paper. Um, and it says, sorry, comma, M. Interesting. I'll just kind of stuff it under my clothes so it is also invisible. Um, I'm thinking that's how it works anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not anybody here looking in your direction to see. There's just a few pirates hanging on to the uh, hanging on to the the boat itself as it sort of leans in a direction and yeah. turns. And they're all busy with their duties, and you're just over by a potted plant. I, I do still want to grab some of the plant too. Okay. Possibly. You snap off one of the fronds of this fern yeah. that was resting against the note. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then um, I like to still make my way towards the top i okay. guess um so, actually uh, 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 can, can i see like out the opening where the cannon is pointed like can sure. i see the shore and how far yeah. i am you, you sort of walk just away from the fern for even just a couple of steps and you're looking out the uh porthole that the cannon on this deck uh, is pointed out and this one is the port side which is where you were and you can see that it sort of turned a little bit and you are facing um You're facing a couple of buildings that look like at the edge of town that are kind of dark um, and a dock with a large ship around this same size as well. Um, And you can see that you're not super far from shore, but your perspective has changed because the ship, uh, which I will move on the big map here, has moved location a Mm. little bit. It's kind of turning. It's turning. So it's going back um, out to sea kind of. Yeah, like it's like it's angling for a turn inside the harbor, and they're rowing to get it a certain orientation. Okay. Um, can I tell if the rowing is happening above me or below me? 
Um, it seems like it is happening below you. And sorry, uh, folks, on this map here, I fucked up the angle like three times here. I'm trying to get it right. <laughs> there the ship you go. is burning donuts. <laughs> yeah, the ship is basically Drifting. though. It's just <laughs> it's it's shoved off and is turning hard uh, on one side and trying to turn itself around and then sail out into open water is what it appears. Fast furious, wrinkle being uh. drift. I need to get off this boat. Um, so you can run up to the next deck if you'd like. I'm Well, is the opening where the cannon is pointed out big enough to get through? Um, I think it would be a bit of a squeeze for you. How tall are you? How wide are you around? And how wide? I, I don't actually know on a, oh. on a ship. Um, cannon porthole. Uh, how big a, crow? Yeah, and how big is crow? Let's we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm looking at pictures of ships here, and it's varied. So, um, that is not a detail that was included with the ship. I will say that. I'm gonna roll for it. Leave up the chance. Um, yeah. yeah. You can you can get out of this. You think you'd have to push the cannon back because it's like it's can't it's its muzzle is in the enclosure, but you could pull it back and you could fit through. Yeah, if this was cartoon physics, I would just put myself in the cannon and fire myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you arrive right next to your friends and you tell them oh. everything that just happened. All right. um, in my mind, I'll always have that image at least. I think it's faster to get off, get off the ship through the hole as opposed to trying to climb up to the top and then jump off. Um, so I want to quickly look around. I want to, if there's anything teal, like something one of the pirates yeah. wear, I want to grab it on my way out. There's a teal tie-dye shirt in the bunk right there. I grab it and I, you know, stuff that in my... You know, pouch as well okay. with the node and the fern frond and uh, try to you know go out the hole and hang on to the outside of the ship so I'm not just you know diving onto a rock or something <laughs> yeah um, uh, yeah you, you you look out again and you see the ship is still moving and it's sort of like almost giving you this arcing view of the eastern side of the harbor um, and you can see out at the end where we, the listeners know, is, uh, you know, where trees just got in that cart wreck um, off on the side of town with the defunct buildings. Um, so the general I'm, idea is here, you're gonna hop out of this or are you gonna run up top? I'm gonna hop out of this. I'm gonna try to okay. just like do a graceful kickoff and- Give me a know. strength check to pull the cannon out of the way. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, would that be an athletics or just strength? Play strength. Um, I think uh, athletics check to pull the cannon out of the way is fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, seven. seven. No. You you are pulling it, but it's just taking you a minute, and the thing's slowly rolling, um, and you feel the ship fully. Uh, finish its turn before eventually the deck leans back in the other direction and you're able to pull it into the right spot on flat ground. And they have turned themselves almost all the way around and you now see open ocean, Crow. And you are able to jump out if you want. 
Nope. Um, yeah, I I do just to try to kick off the the porthole okay. and get you know, so I'm not landing on an oar or right. in the immediate you know wake of yeah. the ship. So we see your head uh, sort of stick out um, from your own view, and would be the only way to be able to see this because you're still invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look to the left and the right, and there's a couple of oars down there. Um, and they're being pulled back in, actually, as everybody's sort of finished this maneuver that they were doing. Um, and you see the open ocean and a big, dark shape where the uh, there's probably this rock that you guys saw when you were sailing in, sort of at the beginning of the entrance to the port town. Um, and you guess this is pretty deep water, and um, I don't, you don't know how easy of a swim this is going to be, but you can go ahead and jump off if you want. Oh, uh, I don't think staying on the ship is going to work. So I am going to jump off. Okay. And, and try to at least like get to the rock, <laughs> if nothing yeah. else. Okay. I will move you back over to the map, and you'll see where you are now. Excellent. One dive. Should be right there. You turned around in the ship, and you saw where trees had the whole cart incident up here. And then it continued turning as you struggled with the cannon until you were able to, on flat level boards, pull it out of the way. And now you're looking at the other side of town here. And they've done a 180. All right. That's a long, hmm, that's a pretty long swim. That is a pretty long swim on any account. I mean, they're really not like the back, the aft of the ship is really not that far from uh, the edge of a wharf. They've only gone 290 feet away. Um, But 290 feet measured on a ruler on rule 20 feels a lot different than 290 feet of swimming in harbor water in the middle of the night. Very true. Well, uh, I think I've, I think I've committed to my, <laughs> my swimming yeah. plan here. I think so you I, have. Yeah, I, I jump out and I, uh, and I immediately try to look at whatever the closest thing is to me. Okay. Um, you jump out and you whistle through the air for about two seconds, and then very cold seawater hits you. And I assume you're still wearing your weapons and your armor and all of that jazz. Um, And you just feel yourself become soaked and heavy immediately. Um, You catch one glimpse as you go down of a lone person sitting at the end of the dock that you think you must have just come from. And that big black rock uh, to your west um, that you saw when when the porthole sort of shifted across the abandoned building buildings out to sea and then shifted over to the rock um both are relatively equidistant i'm not gonna lie if if one was clear like easily viewable as closer i would say this is the one that's closer neither of them are actually that much closer you are 452 feet from the wharf and you are 515 feet from the shore It's not a huge consideration when you're talking about swimming across a harbor. Um, And I will say, 
there is not a zero risk to doing this, mechanically speaking. Oh, of course. Um, so I think swimming towards the dock just makes sense because that's where sure. people I know are. And hopefully sure. it's shallower where the dock is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to make my way there. I am actually going to use my shape water cantrip. Oh, okay. I'm going to freeze a bit of ice so it floats and <laughs> get on top of it so I'm not like immediately drowning. And that's what shape water can do? Is it can immediately freeze a, a certain amount of uh, water? It's an instantaneous action. It's a somatic only <laughs> to cast. Okay. It says uh, um, you freeze the water. It can be an area of water that you can see within 30 feet that fits within a five-foot cube. And I can freeze it, provided there are no creatures in it, and it'll unfreeze in one hour. So I'm going to make a little floaty <laughs> floaty iceberg cube. You are to... very lucky that it does not have a verbal component to that spell, is what I will say. Yeah. Um, so you, you fall into the water, and I think we see Crow just like hit with this rush of cold salt water, and you spend the first couple of seconds that you're there just doing these motions as like out of the water in front of you, a flotation device of ice forms. Uh, what does it look like, this, this like thing of ice that you've made? Uh, think about uh, the end of the movie Titanic, where there was that floating board that easily <laughs> yeah. could have supported two people, but sure. they just decided to only support You climb one. up on your own freezing yeah. cold uh, Titanic. Uh, I believe that was a fragment of a door in that movie. Yeah. Um, okay, and you and you sort of lay there. <sighs> um, I believe as the ship continues to move away from you, you feel now as the lanterns fade with their light as it moves ahead, you feel like you're in complete darkness and you're alone bobbing on this slippery ice thing. All right, and I, I would be visible at this point. I know, and I'm considering that, and I am going to also roll for that, though they are moving in a direction under power of ours now. Yeah. And they, there's no one like actively looking for an intruder outside the ship at this point. Um, I think that you get away unscathed, and you're now facing another problem, which is that you're floating in the middle of the harbor and trees, you are hiding in a bush, licking your wounds up at the abandoned buildings on the eastern side of town. Bart and Karzalek, I want to know, as now I think we've reached maybe around uh, approaching half an hour has gone by since Crow went on there, and since Bart, or since, since, uh, since trees took off, what is going through your mind right now? What are you doing? I mean, I, I think it's very difficult for me to justify Bart doing anything really crazy or extreme, considering only half an hour has passed still, right? Like, sure. I was, no, I was prepared very, to very wait quickly. for a significantly longer amount of time, knowing that I was not suited for the task that Crow was taking on, so I'm pretty sure I'm just waiting still. 
Maybe I'll be scanning the coast, trying to yeah. look to see if anything's like I'm watching the boat. But that's about the it. ship is moving farther and farther away from your perspective now. If you remain there, the ship is a thousand feet away. And in that half hour, I can justify Karzalek's very little patience for the matter, officially burning out. And with firm resolve in his eyes, he's going, he will, I'm not sure whether we have time this, I say not this session, but the next session, he will be grabbing Bart and saying, hey, we're going to go get that guy on the pier and we're going to get some answers before we this trail goes cold. Okay. So you want to move ahead to the guy on the pier? Yes. Okay. And Bart, what say you on that? Um, if I see that Kar's leg is going to start moving up, I will, like, shadow him, but, like, probably, like, 50 feet off to one side, like, the left, I think. Yeah. Kind of splitting my, my attention between scanning the coast, the ship, and then also watching what Kar's doing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, let's catch up, though, with the shore party back at the Oland house. Um, the memorial for Shirley Sutton of the Sutton house is wrapped up in the last straggling uh, drinkers of the wake sort of event are partying in the main building of the Oakland house. Uh, there's a lone pirate sitting on the end of the wharf that the rust tide rider just took off from. Karzalek, shaking his head with firm resolve in his eyes, he's going to stand up, address Bart. Bart, we have no more time. That ship is leaving. And come on, you've lost Molly. We're losing Crow. We need to act now. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'll shadow you, Cars, if you want right. to approach head on. Okay. With that, Cars will make his way not in any overtly aggressive style like his sword isn't drawn or anything but i mean his shoulders are squared and he is gonna tromp his way straight down to that pirate on the dock okay so you start walking down this dock and immediately the pirate who thought his night was pretty set at least for now he hops off the crate and he throws the butt of his cigarette probably his third or fourth since you've been watching him sort of sit on this end of the of the dock and chain smoke uh he throws it into the water and he immediately shouts at you as you're not even halfway down the dock oh who's that cars like will respond almost tapping into a subconscious not, not sub subconscious awareness of who he is and what he is, irregardless of the setting. I'm Karzalek Grotze, militiaman of Schloss Gletscher, and I demand to know where that ship the Rastide Rider is heading. <laughs> uh, and he sort of cocks a head at you and says, oh, aren't you fucking fancy? Well, you know what? I don't have to tell you shite. And he goes and he plops back down on the barrel and he says, get off my dock. Yeah, you won't know shite after I'm through with you. And Cars is gonna not initiate combat, but he will definitely get into an over from he'll switch to an overtly aggressive again, sure. not drawing a weapon, but perhaps moving to put hands on this guy. Okay, so you start clomping your way down the deck, uh, down the dock. 
lots of different decks and docks and dickery dackery duke. Um, you start clomping your way down the dock towards this guy, and he sort of starts to push himself back off the barrel, and you're able to get within, you know, a pretty reasonable distance of him. Like you're you're in a conversation with a, an awkward distance between you, but if either of you were to make a move at each other, you would be in close quarters. You have one more chance. Tell me where that ship is heading, and we'll leave you alone. I think you'll leave me alone even if I don't tell you anything. She's so headed offshore for the night. Cars is going to go for a, a grapple attempt. Oh, okay. Roll me an athletics check. Better. There you go. It's done. That's your total. Uh, yeah, I believe it says it says sixteen and a seven, and I know I have a, uh, I have a three. It says athletics for the yeah. state. Uh, okay. Seven, three. So I do I interpret it as sixteen is the total. Yes, you fail, and he brushes off your attempt to grab him and draws a cutlass and says, "You're not allowed on this dock. We paid for the moorings." You'll pay for a lot more if you don't fess up. <laughs> fess up to what? You fucking dwarf, get out! Just give us the information and I'll be on my way. And he moves one step towards you, brandishing this scimitar. Uh, uh, Bart is going to shout out from behind in case the guy hasn't noticed. There's more than one of us and be like, Don't do anything silly now, fellow. We just want information. No quick moves. He looks between the two of you, just holding the scimitar ready to attack. Seems like he's not willing to draw first blood, but he's telling you you need to leave. Cars uh, is just going to hit him with, this is your last chance. Um, draw his sword and hmm, trying to think of a good way to try to one last in intimidation check to coerce him. Yeah, go ahead and roll me an intimidation check and think about what you want to say or do. Okay. Ooh, a seven. I don't think it I, matters what you say or do. You yeah, look I'll play that in, off. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll play that off as he tries once again to use completely irrelevant uh, office and roll in Schloss Fletcher <laughs> as some means to like enforce yeah. some sense of authority. Okay, so you you once again try to, you know, intimidate this guy into giving you some information, and he feels under no obligation to share, and like, maybe he's in the right. They paid for the mooring here. He has a job to do, and he's been instructed to do one job and one job only. Keep safe the stuff here. And he takes one more step towards you, makes an attack at you while simultaneously two vicious looking beasts with quills and gnashing jaws lunge at both you and Bart coming out of the ether out of nothing. And we're going to leave it right there. Oh no, evil dogs. Oh baby, ether dogs. They're going to kill us. I have to kill them <laughs> first. Let's go. Oh, oh boy. God. That was a session right there. 
I thought we were going to shake down that guy, but man, that escalated quickly. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like they wouldn't have left just one person to guard a fortune. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) this is what happens when when the party gets split and uh, nobody knows what's happening and then everybody gets tense. (laughs) It could have gone so much worse in every direction. (laughs) 